Exercise is not a weight loss program. Cardio is not necessary for fat loss. Carbs are not the enemy. One of, one of the best ways to improve your hip mobility that doesn't require stretching, get up off your ass and walk around. There is no magical fat burning zone, only poor habits and a poor diet. What is golf fitness? It is a program designed to make your body better at the game of golf. Squat, deadlift, press, pull, and rotate. This make you better at golf. It'll make you better in all aspects of your life. Food is meant to be enjoyed yeah. and beverage. All right, you ready to go? Yes. Welcome to the Shoot It Straight podcast. Welcome, everybody, to our show. Welcome to our show. We are in the thick of fall. We've officially put on some clothes. I feel like we went from shorts to hoodies yeah, very quickly. Yeah, I played a four-ball tournament over the weekend. Um, made it to round three now, so I, gotta play, I, get, I get to play again um this weekend and it was like in the 40s when i teed off and I, it didn't warm up much yeah, and it was cold your hat and gloves on and stuff and you were in the golf cart which i think probably also it's a double-edged sword because you're not getting the the blood moving when you're walking and the wind is more you get more wind when you're in the golf cart it's always cold well you the flip the cart. you flip it up yeah but it's still like when you're walking you get warmed up you get warm yeah I, that's what my, my playing partner and I were talking about that, but I was like, yeah, he's like, you know, you keep warm, you keep warm when you're walking, but you can also, when you're sitting there, you can kind of curl up in a little ball and, <laughs> you know, like yeah, as, but then you're, get all as you're sitting there riding. That's where I start to not yeah. feel, yeah, you just don't feel good. You I mean, see I was the guys doing... on the sidelines of the football field, it's like not really the best thing for them to be rolled up in a ball. They have to like stay warm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was even, when I got to a couple of the tee boxes, when it was still really windy and cold, I was doing some tuck jumps and some stretches and things like that because you just got to dynamic stretches not static stretches but doing anything i could to just keep my body moving and my playing partner is only a couple years younger than me and he said he has um, a, a previous back injury so his back gets tight so a lot of things happen oh, when see, it's cold i it's know no, it really it, it really does i mean we can feel it physically in our body i don't think we give it enough credit but maybe that's a thing maybe um maybe it's a lift heavy swing fast winter edition add-on we do like calisthenics in between holes. A, we've a few talked push about up. we've talked about doing the like the event golf where right. it's like run or 50 burpees in between or yeah. just doing like more like crazy, stupid hybrid shit. It would be a lot of fun. I mean, it would have to be, you know, something maybe when we, um, in the future, when our business grows and we have, we can host an event somewhere with all of our members, which I mean, we have enough members to do that now. We just don't have the funds to put it on, but we could, uh, we could tour, <laughs> we could do like three cities and we would do like the, you know, lift heavy swing fast event. And yeah. it would be a lot more than just golfing 18 holes. You'd be literally doing all the things like yeah. an eight hour extravaganza oh, i'd like i'd rent out like um i would do shotgun starts that way is we had the entire course to ourselves yeah yeah i think you'd have to yeah to make it really cool i'll have to that'll be a 20 2024 goal that'd be a big goal because i don't think that's cheap but i mean we have we have hundreds of athletes to fill up the roster like that would be no problem but yeah well, getting them all to one spot would be the problem but because they're all over the world but Guys, yeah, be com really cool. comment and DM if you think that would be a fun event. There's nothing like that out there. Maybe that maybe we're on to something, like a new hybrid athlete event. I mean, I'm totally down to do it. I mean, you're our accountant. I don't think that's in the budget right now, but um, maybe one day. talking about the budget. Who cares? <laughs> okay, let's do it. It's really not that expensive to put something like that on. We don't even need equipment. We just need a golf course. That's the expensive part. It's not that big of a deal. Okay. Mm. Maybe Meadowbrook, maybe my club here in town, they'll uh, let me rent it out on Monday. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to run on a golf course. I, I get that that can be expensive, but 
you put on a road race, you have to close the roads and pay for cops. It's like, this is nothing. This is easy. Let's do it. Yeah. All, All right. right. Put it put it together. Let's go. All right. Well, stay tuned for that. I mean, today we are going to talk about, though, as far as seasons go, our topic is all about off-season training. I feel like we have immediately, like we just said, just switched into golf sort of winding down. We've got Ryder Cup sort of closes out, or for this year, it kind of closed out the golf season. Right. The well, weather they have, well, they have a fall golf season, but. They do. We definitely, though, we've seen co- college teams wrapping up, tournaments wrapping up, going into winter. People are ready to train off-season right. golf. For those of us, I guess, in the northern hemisphere, <laughs> excluding our like Aussie friends and whoever else is down under, which we do have a few people in different seasons. We do. I mean, we have people in Florida that season doesn't really yeah, change that the in South Florida. Matter, but we're going to get into off-season training. And then dive deeper into progressive overload and why that's important. I think those two kind of coincide slash overlap a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, we should, we should we let people know that we have show notes now. Yeah, we do. So have you can to. skip ahead to these topics if you want to. I think it's good. To, yeah, thanks for bringing that up, especially in the beginning, because I feel like maybe people don't know that. I try to message that out there, but we do have chapters in our show notes. So you all, literally in the description, you can click on the link. You can click on the timestamp and it'll take you directly both from Spotify. You can do this or on YouTube. Same same thing. You just scroll down to the show notes and click wherever you want to go. And I think people are starting to like use them. We're, I'm seeing that a little bit more in our analytics of Oh, cool. Like you can see like where people listen up to type stuff. So, yeah. So, guys, check the show notes if you're wanting to fast forward. Maybe you don't love the conversation in the beginning of every podcast, and that's cool. Maybe you just want to dive into the – especially for the Q&A episodes, those are really helpful for people that want to, like, go to a specific question that's being asked. But sure. But we'll dive in. We'll dive into today's topic, off-season training. I guess maybe we'll start off with just what makes it different. I think that's a big question that a lot of people have. Right. Um, we get, we have had that question like in our Instagram lives and things like that, where people Mm -hmm. are like, okay, well, I'm not golfing as much. What should I do? Should I, should I double the workout volume? You know, you get a lot of people that want to just like flip their life upside down or, and then the same thing, even going back into golf, or if you are still playing a little bit of golf, like what does that look like? And what are the differences between the two? Right. I think it's always so fascinating. You got people that just want to people that don't want to work out at all. And then people are like, Oh, I'm, I need to work out twice as much now. Cause I'm not doing this other activity. It's like, we all can just kind of meet in the middle. Somewhere, there is no you know, middle. The, the, yeah. the longer we've been doing this, there's just not middle ground. There there's really very, isn't. are far and few between middle ground people. It's actually right. about bringing people to the middle. Right. Ground. That's yeah. our job. Exactly. So I think, um, off season training, like one of the best ways to put it is that you are going to be training a little bit closer to like fatigue. Right. And I think that, the common idea out there is that in off season, it's like now we're going to pick up the heavy weights and like do all this stuff that's going to make us sore and yada, yada, yada. And yeah, we are a little bit. Um, but in season, people are still lifting heavy weights. And I think that's a common misconception out there is um, when we go into these seasons, people think like, okay, now my off season is when I make all my gains. And then I'm just going to ride it out until the next off season comes around. I'm going to go play golf. I'm just going to do my thing out on the course. Um, and I'm not really going to train in the gym in season. Um, but then I'm, I'm going to make it all up again in the off season. You're going to become this riding this roller coaster up and down. And I don't think we have to do that. Um, so if you've been following lift heavy swing fast, we still make gains in the summer. We're always making gains. Like always. I don't see the reason that it has to be this whole up and then 
come crashing back down and coming back up. Like that just doesn't make sense, you know, cause then by the time you're right now, like, you know, you're finishing up your last tournament of the year, like what do you got left if you haven't been like keeping up with it? You know what I'm saying? So to me, that doesn't make sense. And so the, and the misconception is that now it's going to be heavy lifting time, which actually I had people lifting heavier weights in season with much lower volumes and, and volume for, for you all out there is like sets or reps. Just think about overall total work. Well, set that's the equation is sets times reps times weight. Right. So like that's the math. If you're literally doing the math. It's just like a matter of, you know, if you're taking, um, you know, a, a, a quart of milk versus a gallon, it's really like just calculating the actual amount of weight that you're that you're lifting. Right. Yeah. And so like that, you know, we're lifting heavier, which is what I always think people do. And then what people tend to not, people tend to flip it around, I think in, in, in the golf world and probably yes. in other sports too, but golf is what my expertise is in. Um, so one thing I'm going to introduce in our next cycle and, and we'll into our first phase of, of the off season cycle lift heavy swing fast is going to be like reps in reserve. And I think that's a really good measure of where you're at in your particular exercise that you're doing. Um, so you can like target trying to get closer to fatigue, right? Um, in season, I used rate of perceived exertion to try to get you to go really hard, but not to be super exhausted. Now it's like, okay, let's let's kind of push our muscles, let's break them down a little bit more, let's let's actually do a little bit more damage to our body. I know it sounds bad for you all out there, but you're going to recover from it because we're in the off season now. Um, so you will be doing more total work, so higher number of either it's more sets or it's more reps. It's just total more total work. The weight will actually be more like in the moderate to like 75% of your one rep max range versus... Or less. Yeah, less. Honestly, 75 yeah. is kind of high. 75 is high, but yeah. like, I mean, you'll, you'll get there. But, you know, like, you know, if we do like a set of five or a set yeah. of eight or something like that, like... Um, but yeah, so it'll be... We'll call it moderate just to be nice out there. Yeah. Um, and you'll be doing more reps of that. So that's going to be more of like your, your off-season training. Um, and then people think that we're not going to do as many like golf specific movements. And I have the debate that any movement out there, could be golf specific. Like I can make an example, like a bench press, like a straight up bench press could be golf specific, a row, a squat, a deadlift it doesn't have to be a deadlift with a rotation or a uh, press with a rotation. They all can be golf specific. And I'm using air quotes. If you guys were just listening. Well, um, it goes back to that function. The, the term functional even now is being like, I don't want to say misused because we, we use the term functional and I, I get its meaning, but I think that it's meaning is getting lost in the shuffle a little bit. So it's like, you know, if you're on a machine, you know, doing leg curls, well, that's not as functional as a deadlift. Right. And it's like, and I used to be the person that said that, but it's like, then you're just like, what, like why? Cause, cause I, lo I love, I think the best way actually, um, the videos that have been going around on social media of the guys that do and girls that do like, if we lived our life the way that we trained and it's like the most recent one that we, I saw was, um, the, the guy doing almost like he was doing battle ropes, but he was making his bed. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it's like, yeah, like LOL, like how functional is really any exercise right. truly? Like we don't walk around getting the mail, doing like an RDL. <laughs> like it'd be hilarious if we did. But I, but or picking I our golf ball up out of the hole, like with a single dead leg yes. deadlift, like perfectly, like. But also, you know. like obviously, I understand completely that it's applicable to understand like how to hinge and how to use your body, etc. Mm -hmm. But it's like the same thing with the just specific to golf, where it's like, okay, like no, it doesn't have to be a, a golf thing, um, you know, mimicking the golf swing for right. it to be applicable for golf. It's right. just like, are we correcting imbalances? Are we getting stronger and healthier and less injury prone? Like those are v all very valid reasons to be doing 
whatever exercise if it's improving your health and your body. Right. Full stop. Right. Yeah. And so I just had this question recently. Someone was like, hey, I'm doing a – I just started a hypertrophy program. Hypertrophy is like a bodybuilding type program, enlargement of muscle size. Like um, what can I do to add on or – let me rephrase that. He actually asked – could you just give me some golf specific exercises to add on to my hypertrophy program? And I said, no, cause like that doesn't, that doesn't really exist. You know, I, I, yeah, sure. I could tell you to add in rotation, but just adding in rotation doesn't make it a golf specific exercise. That's right. The programming is what makes it a golf specific program, yes. right? Like, are we training you to be mobile for the golf swing? I mean, and that mobility for the golf swing also just carries over into what you need to do in your everyday life too. Yeah. Um, now the golf swing is more unique and you do need some different ranges of motion to do a really nice looking and consistent and solid golf swing. Um, but that still doesn't mean that someone that doesn't play golf can't do those too. Yeah. Um, so that's a big part of the programming, you know, golf specific training is going to have more speed into it. Right. So like more jumps and slams and things like that, then you will see, um, you know, a bodybuilder do, you probably won't see a bodybuilder do a bunch of jumps and and no. ball slam stuff like that. Actually, there are some guys out there talking about the benefits of hypertrophy and sprinting and, and yeah, jumping there and are there like are. That, You're right. We take we both take that back. Right, there are. But for the most part, you are not going to see that. Um, I don't think Arnold was doing that back in the day. Right. Um, you know, and then more specific strength. I mean, focused. And then I definitely during off season, I'm going to throw in more conditioning, um, just to get people that you know get that sweaty burn some calories, like, you know, just really, you know, get your heart rate up, that stuff that you need. Um, and I think off-season training is a lot of fun. But that also doesn't mean you, if you live in a warm climate area, that you cannot do off-season training. Like, you're not just going to do in-season training all the time. You have to make variables in your training to get your body to adapt to new stimuluses that you're giving it. Yeah, this is back to just programming 101. Like, again, outside of the sport of golf, we should be changing up our programming seasonally, generally speaking. Yeah whether it's every six weeks or at least every three months of cycling through different, you know, strength cycles, longer periods of rest, heavier weights. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing where you would probably not want to do that for a prolonged period of time because you're just going to get diminishing returns. You should absolutely change it up. Mm -hmm. Plus like, you know, I think we all get like bored. Like our minds can sometimes be like, God damn it. Like I can only do this for so long or however many weeks. Like I'm, I'm done. We've all got, if you've followed a program long enough, and you're doing it right, you get to the point where you're like, all right, it's time for the next season. Like, it's time for the next thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can remember, really remember that when we were doing five-by-fives. Yes. I did I did five-by-five training for over a year straight. Yeah. Um, and what they tell you when you do five-by-fives is when you can't – when you can, can no longer do a weight for five sets of five reps, knock it down to three, and take longer rest periods. So if you're someone that gets bored easy – like that is not the program for you right. because right. now it's telling you to do like less work, take longer rest periods. I mean, they would tell you to take like up to five minutes between yes. like a heavy set of squats and like literally go eat some Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Or drink milk is what, yeah. <laughs> no. um, that, that, that's funny, but, um, no, like, I mean, that, that's what I would do. And luckily I worked at a gym where I, I was literally, the, I was a manager. So like I had like emails to go respond to and, and my office was right in front of the deadlift platform. So I'd go in there and I'd write an email, go back out, do my deadlift yeah, and come yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah. But you know, for, yeah, that's, you know, that's not going to be the cup of tea for a lot of people. Well, plus not every, and we understand, I mean, honestly, I think we've 
coached enough people to know, like most people don't have three hours to train or not even 90 minutes is, is asking a lot of people to like do their mobility and do the things and drive to the gym and drive home and take a shower. And 100%. it's a lot, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. So there's so many things that factor into all of that. And it's why, again, like sometimes when your kids are in school versus out of school, like your training, you know, a lot of parents change up their training and their timing and things like mm-hmm. that. And so I think just big picture is like that seasonality is very, very important and very, very effective. And I think another thing to stress, and I think it's worth bringing up on this podcast is that another reason why you can kind of ramp up the, I guess, intensity, so to speak in off season is because there is the lack of golfing as much or getting out on the golf course. And because of that, you have more time to rest and recover, which is actually when your body is making gains, right? (laughs) That is the day. I've been in my DMs a lot with different people. I don't know if it's just because of the time of year or what, but, and I've been posting a lot more about like training a lot, like less days and taking more rest and also like feeling, I've been feeling like pretty good the last couple of weeks and I've gotten some messages about that. And it's like, dude, the more that you lean into recovery and rest, it doesn't take long to realize like how much better your workouts are. And like, I mean, just, it doesn't take long. This isn't something you have to wait months and months to see. It's like, whoa, once you like let your body just kind of like you tune in and you're like, whoa, I'm going pretty hard in the gym, but like on my rest days, I'm also resting a lot more. I'm not golfing for five hours and Mm -hmm. drinking Bud Lights or whatever, or just generally not getting those extra steps or whatever it is that's taking up your time. You're getting the recovery in, which is making your workouts that much better, Right. which again, like makes you're getting a better stimulus. So you're able to push your body further and all of the things that come along with that. So I think that that's just like a huge, it's just a huge value add for sure. You know, one of the goals when you do in season, right. Is that you want to spare yourself from being sore. It's like you still, you know, the the intensity can still be high in your workouts, but when you keep the volume so low, you're not going to be sore. So you can go play. So yeah, like right now you can like get a little sore and it's going to be okay because you're probably not out playing so much yes um and if you are you know it's going to be you're going to get lucky and and, and get a good day um when the winter rolls around yes um so yeah that's a very good point you know that we can recover and focus on that and like all those priorities and getting proper nutrition to really maximize our training yeah i get that question too of like well what do you do on your rest days and it's like you know it's easy to be like rest lol but it's like okay i get it like valid question but however i think it is a good opportunity to be like cool i get that 90 minutes back to myself for the day i can meal prep spend more time on nutrition make a Maybe I have more time to make like a more nutritious breakfast that morning. Like I really do like those mornings where it's like instead of going to train, it's like, well, I can dive in on like a really good breakfast and prep my lunch for the day too. Or it is just like maybe looking at my macros for the week or spending more time with your kids or your dog or going for a long walk. I think like cleaning and tidying up around the house is something that I personally enjoy, but it's like really nice again when you like have that extra even if it's like one or two extra rest days, you get those few hours back in your week to like just allocate to something else. And I think that it's just important to, to do, to do that and recognize that those can still be productive hours for people that kind of get a little edgy when they're like taking more time off the gym. It's just like, there's plenty of other things that you could be doing. Right. That that also can benefit your health, your well being, your household, like whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then there's just, you know, I'll go back to like some more like fun things about like off season training is you um, one of the things that will, you know, make you need to recover more is that you do um, different phases of training. So like our first 
um, thing we're going to do when we get back into the off-season cycle of lift heavy swing fast is eccentric focus training. So, you know, it's going to be like the slow portion on the way down. And that's actually where you get sore. Um, that's where you do a lot of the damage to your muscles. So, like, I try to focus on in-season doing the concentric. So, for example, eccentric in a squat is if you grab the barbell, put it on your back, and start lowering down to the bottom position. The lowering down was your eccentric. The bottom's isometric. You do a slight pause there. You come back up. It's the concentric focus. So, during in-season, concentric because it doesn't really make you sore. It'll make you explosive and fast and powerful and things like that. And then first phase of off season is going to be the eccentric focus. So a lot of people really hate those because they're hard. You know, it's slow on the way down and that's what's going to make you sore. Oh, but it's like, it's like cardio. I mean, I think that it it's is. Brutal. This yeah. is coming from a cardio junkie, I would consider myself. And it's, it, it's where I'm glad that I have the cardio. Mm-hmm. And to your point, that's where it's beneficial to be doing making sure we're getting in like our walks and our zone two cardio and doing that conditioning because it sets you up for success for programs like this, where you're doing 10 reps or slow reps or 15 reps. Cause it's like, fuck I'm time under tension is like tripled or yep. more. It's a lot. I think it does a lot for your mental toughness and discipline yes. because it is so easy to cheat. Um, you know, just going down like, yes. you're just like, Oh, that was three seconds. No, it wasn't. Yes. Three seconds is a pretty long time, and that's going to be the that's what I'm going to pr- that's what I'm working on right now for the program that's coming out in two weeks, um, for when we're not when you hear this podcast from as I sit here right now, um, and I'm going to like make sure I write in the blog like hey like set a timer see how long you know just a body weight squat see how long three seconds is on the way down like <laughs> if you're listening to the stand and you can stand up and do it right now like check it out it's a long time you go three two one and you're thinking about putting a, a barbell on your back with some with a decent amount of weight on it it's hard. I think videoing yourself actually is as much as like videoing yourself at the gym is controversial and and sometimes it can be challenging. However, I think that's the best way because I, I've, I'm so guilty of this where I honestly, you sometimes really feel like you're moving so slow because it's heavy and it's hard. And then you watch your video and you're like, Oh my God, (laughs) like that looks normal. That was so fast. Yeah. 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 And you're like, okay, that's not it. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like kind of good to check yourself in that way. I mean, videoing yourself has a lot of value for other things too in your form. But I think for, I actually think for timing, just getting like one set filmed can be really helpful for you to be like, Oh, I'm moving so quick. Yeah. Speaking of filming, so I'm I'm working with a with a golf coach right now. His um, his Instagram handle is Crafty Golf. You guys go check him out. Um, and I said something to him the other day. I texted him. I was like, Coach, I was like, my driver's terrible. Like, what's going on? He goes, Video it. It's not magic. And I was like, Son of a bitch, you're right. It's not magic. <laughs> I'm literally just doing something wrong. And like, I don't know why. Like, that's so like, duh. But that hit me, and I thought about it for a second. I was like, This fucking guy, he's so right. <laughs> it's not magic. That's it. Like, it's, that's it. That's it. It's so simple. Well, that's how I feel about <laughs> tracking food. I, I know we come back to this a lot. Um, and I think that, again, in off-season, this can be a really good time to focus on your nutrition, actually, because you might have, again, that extra time in your week. But track your food. Mm-hmm. How much are you eating? Be honest with be honest with yourself. That's what it's really about. When right. you're videoing yourself and looking back at the film, you're, you can't lie and be like, yeah, my hips aren't going that way. Yeah, they fucking are. Look at this line. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. duh. Well, it's like not a big deal. No judge, like no judgment. Seriously. You can be objective about the fact that you ate six pieces of pizza one day and you forgot that you did that. But now that you're tracking it, you know, right. So it's like, just, just stay objective, just stay objective. And working out is the same way. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, another good thing, obviously checking your form is, um, when you do like eccentrics, like, you know, this will be the first phase we're going to start with, but 
it's it really does make you focus on your form because you can yes. if you like I'll just keep using the squat because I mean squat sitting here on my lap it's our it's <laughs> our it's, dog's name is squat our dog's name is squat like it's just you know squats are we love the squat but um like you can get through a lot of your faults if you just speed through it and you can't see them or no one can tell you know you just drop down to the bottom and bounce back up it's like oh oh I, I couldn't even see what happened there it went my, by so fast my strength went up a lot when I started doing like eccentric bottom pause squats all of that stuff because like you're just putting like 95 pounds on your back and you're like holy shit this is so hard and slow and yeah you just start to feel every like nook and cranny but like there's also something really cool and powerful about that Mm because you get really i think it really works on your mind muscle connection and the toughness like you know i just got done playing um a four ball tournament like i said made it to the third round very proud of myself but it golf is you're so in your head yeah you know i mean you're on the everyone knows this you're on the range you can make some of the best looking golf shots of the, of your life and you can just have fun and, and work the ball from left to right and i'm gonna hit that target and it's no big deal and then when you get out there on the course and when you're playing in a, a competitive round of golf it's a total game changer and it makes you tougher if you keep doing that you get better and then i think that carries over to the gym too like if i do this hard movement um, and I have to sit and go down for three seconds with X amount of weight on my back in this back squat and keep my core tight and keep my feet grounded and my knees out and do all this and make it great. That's going to carry over to everything you have in your life. Yes. Not just golf, not just fitness, like, you know, your job or maybe dealing with your kids. I don't, I shouldn't say that. I don't know about kids, but it is just going to make you better all around. Well, I'm a big champion of how you show up in one thing is how you show up in everything. And it gets a little woo-woo and it gets a little like that inspo-y or whatever, but it's, I it like is, the woo-woo. I like the woo-woo too. And this is where like, I like working out in the morning because it does kind of give you that mindset shift for first thing. Um, that's a big reason again for people that are like, well, what's the best time of day to work out? We talk about that a lot. It's whenever you're going to show up for yourself, but there, if you can just get in that mindset in the morning, that's what working out can do for you. If it's the hardest part of your day, I think about that a lot too, where I'm like, fuck, this is hard, but it's like, this might be the hardest part of my day. And it's six o'clock in the morning. It's like, like what else is going to come at me today? You know? And it really does feel like that when you kind of start to get into a rhythm and you're starting to, oh, I'm really learning how to push myself and how far I can actually go. Whoa. This is like impacting my like mental health in a Mm -hmm. really good way. Sets you up for success. Sets you up for success for sure. And for people out there, yeah, I mean, whatever it is that you're struggling with, maybe you are struggling. Maybe you are good at pushing yourself, and maybe you need to push back. Maybe you need to rest more. That can be challenging, too. Do the hard shit. Right. Do the thing that is hard for you. Sometimes it isn't about pushing your body harder. Some of us need to, like, step off the gas a little bit. So. And, you know, for, for our athletes, um, I've only had a couple of them, like, say this, and I have to, you know, do a little bit of educating um, because in-season training with that lower – um, amount of total work, you know, some people take it as that's an easy workout and it shouldn't be like your workouts can always be as challenging as you make them and what kind of intensity you bring. So to your point, like, yeah, you need to show up. Um, and yeah, off season will be the, the workouts that, you know, for the, uh, volume junkies out there, like are going to be more, more your style. Um, but as long as you bring it to every session, you're going to be setting yourself up for success. Yeah, 100%. And I think like, you know, anytime that also it's important to know, anytime you shift, you're in a different period during your programming. So going from, you know, in season to off season, 
give yourself that week or two to adjust to. I think that can be really shocking. And again, coming from like having done a lot of programs at this point, like it's always like, and it should be, it should be like a shift going from one method to another is like, it's a, your, your CNS is like waking up to a different type of stimulus. So I think Mm -hmm. it's important to, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, just give, be patient with it. Be patient with that first week where you're like, this is uncomfortable and new and different. Oh, I li-, you know, cause cha- people don't like change. You know, they're like, Oh, I got, I liked my three by threes or whatever. And right. now we're doing, uh, give it a second. That's the point. And that leads us to our, like follow, like our, our second topic, which is progressive overload. Give yourself that first week to go light, to feel out the movements. Like that's what the week one is for. Like you're, you're going to be maybe doing new machines and setting things up differently. Like mm-hmm. that's always, it's always kind of like a, Oh man, new movements. I am so guilty of this too. I've been doing like more bodybuilding and I don't like half of it, but it's like, okay, it's, I probably don't like half of it. Cause I'm just confused about the <laughs> movements and the angles and I'm just getting frustrated. Cause right. I don't know. Well, this is with any new program or new cycle or where you're like, oh, I like the strength stuff better. We all have our favorite things, but I think it's important to acknowledge like that's why you follow a whole balanced program because there are going to be parts that you like better than other parts. But also like the progression of each cycle is really important. And yes, Mm -hmm. the beginning is always going to maybe feel a little uncomfortable or different or whatever, but in three weeks, you're going to be like, Oh, I'm in this now. I'm getting stronger. I'm doing this better. I'm jumping higher. What it's like, keep going, Mm -hmm. keep going. Cause that's the point of repeating workouts for four to six to eight weeks. Cause you're supposed to make that progress each week. Right. And I think it's important, um, during your seasons of training is what your goal is, right? If you were doing an in season golf program and you're playing a lot of golf, you're, you're, gauge of like how well the program is working for you is how well you're actually playing golf right like that's what i was had this conversation um when i was walking a course the other day with one of my elite players he does my one-on-one um elite player programming where he was out at q school and i got to walk around and do a practice round with him which was really fun and he was talking about how he's modified some of the workouts that i've sent him um to fit his schedule and he was like does he's like and he asked me if that was okay and so i flipped the question around i was like well is it working for you how, how are you doing on the golf course? Like, oh, I did great. You know, like it, it worked great. Then there's your answer. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't really matter. Like it was, it re- did he do it exactly as I wrote it? No, but he got it in and it, and it worked for him. And that's important because that was the goal of that cycle of you're just out there playing golf. Like, let's whatever this program is doing, it's to support your play. Yes. And now that we're going into off season, I would say let's focus more on how well you're doing in the gym because if you're not out there gauging how well you're doing on the course and if you're not playing as much like yeah check your swing speed make sure your swing is still good like still practice go putt do all that kind of stuff but if you're not getting out there and playing and you know doing a a round where you're actually keeping score or whatever it is now let's focus on the progressive overload in the gym so week after week how are we getting better in the gym because we know that if we are getting better in the gym our body's getting better and then when we're out there playing again, we're going to reap those benefits. Well, yeah. And you can't, you know, what is the saying? Chase two rabbits, catch none or whatever. You, you know, you oh. can't work at everything at the same time. You know, I tell my clients all the time, like, we can have it all, just not at the same time. Right. And that just means that, like, again, we should probably be focused on one main thing. Try to right. keep one thing a priority. Right. At a time. 
Yeah. And, you know, the, all of these things improve over, over time. If we looked at it over the span of a year, yes, multiple things will get better. Mm -hmm. But if we're looking at our little micro weeks or months at a time, we should be kind of shifting focus on, yeah, this is my golf swing that I'm going to be doing during season or whatever. And it's like, okay, cool. And then this is mobility time for me. Okay. My conditioning sucks. Like Mm -hmm. one thing at a time, because we can't be doing all the things because then the actions that we're taking are sometimes going to be completely the the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're contradictory. Sometimes goals can be contradictory, you know, um, getting, you know, getting stronger when it's a lot of, a lot of people want to get, you know, I want to be lean and strong at the same time. And it's like, all right, uh, I I get it. We all want like the things we want a six pack and we want to be able to run a six minute mile and we want to be able to eat everything like, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. like you can't have it all. That's the, that's what, that's the problem. That's what gets people in trouble. It also is mentally exhausting. So pick one, pick one lane, mm-hmm. pick my mini goals, you know, monthly goals, whatever, and focus on that one thing. Right. I'll go back to a point you talked about um, a minute ago, which was, you know, doing the same thing like week after week, like progressive overload, you know, is it's not the same thing, right? If we are changing up a variable, if you are adding more weight, yes. it's, it's not what it was last week because right. it's last week you did five squats at a hundred pounds. This week you're doing six squats at 100 pounds, or yes. maybe it's five squats at 105 pounds. Whatever it is that you are getting better, it's not the same anymore. Right. It's not if 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 it was, we'll just use that again. Five times 100, and if we did it again this week, now it's the same. We're not doing that. We're getting better every week. And in our programs and in lift heavy swing fast, I try to make it as I put as much variation as I can without sacrificing the integrity of the program. Without it. You know, I want people to stay engaged because I know there's a there's a lot of people out there that want, you know, some type of variety. Yes. So I have wiggle room in there where I can change up some mobility exercises week after week. I can change up some of the conditioning. Um, but there are always going to be like a couple of exercises in each workout that whatever phase you're in of, of one of my programs, you're going to see those for probably four to six weeks in a row without change. Um, the rep schemes might change slightly, but those exercises themselves are staying in. And they're not going anywhere. Yeah. When I, again, <laughs> I encourage people to embrace that and learn to master it. Even if it's something that you are not jazzed about, even if you're not getting that much stronger, even if you feel like you're going up half a pound a week, a, that's still progress, but B like maybe you're also just getting better at the movement. Mm-hmm. There's a yeah. lot of that too, especially with like complex movements like the deadlift and the squat, but also sometimes it's like not a complex movement and you're feeling like I'm getting, Oh, I'm getting more rotation or, Oh, when I'm videoing myself, I see my hips going back deeper and mm-hmm. my, my mobility is better in my deadlift or whatever that it right. is. There's so many things that we can be focusing on that can be pr- progressive that aren't even necessarily associated with like more volume or more weight. Sometimes it's like just, or I'm less sore. That means that my body is adapting to this. I'm right. actually becoming more conditioned. You know, there's just, there's truly like a million different things to be looking at to measure the fact that you are progressively getting better after that six weeks. Yeah. Those are all very good points. Um, especially Thanks. The, spe- I, I've especially, been in this industry too for a minute. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I liked them. Um, especially <laughs> the, the, you know, the, the soreness, right? Cause like, you know, some people like think that if they're not getting sore, it's, it's not a good workout. Right. Yes. So that's a very good point. Um, yeah, you may be really sore at first. And if you're doing like a heavy, you know, leg heavy day like you're probably going to be a little sore and then when it's the fourth week that you've done that you're going to notice a substantial difference yeah that's why it's always important to track and yes and i don't want to keep plugging our program to make this sound like an ad but um at the beginning of when you use our app it asks you like how you're feeling what your soreness level is and i encourage people to use that or if you don't use our stuff like 
make a note of that. Like, how yes. do you feel after this? Because you forget. Totally. You forget how you felt on day one. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, this is easy. But you forget like that just only four short weeks ago, this was brutally hard for you. Yes. And if you need to take that in consideration for how much better you've gotten in a month or so, you know, or if, and if you keep this record keeping up and you look back a year ago, it's like, oh my God. And, and one of my clients recently did that. He was like, man, what exercise was it? The bird dog row. Oh, that's a tough one. Very challenging. Challenges your stability, balance, coordination, and then overall strength. And he sent me a screenshot. Um, he's another one of my one-on-one um, elite athletes. And it showed him doing, what was it? A year ago for the bird dog row, I think it was like 25 pounds. And at this particular gym he works out, you have to go to a different area of the gym to oh. get a heavier weights. Oh. So he had to go, I think, upstairs to use like the 50, 50 pounder. You know, I like, hate when gyms do that. Yeah. I hate it. This but, is like the ladies section. That's basically really what it is. Yeah. It's the worst. Next I, to the abs. Yeah. Next to the fucking ab mats. Can we please, <laughs> can we reverse that shit? Sorry, but I'm not. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, um, so, anyway, so, so, so that, that kind of, yeah, so I mean, that, 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 is that what you said? yeah, something like that's, that. So it's a good. substantial difference, right? Like he's like, oh, you haven't programmed this for me for a while, because that's that's not one of my. Um, foundation. It's not a foundation. It's, yeah, it's, it's not a primary movement that I put in a lot, right? But it's cool um, to see how his like stability probably improved from all of the lifting. You know, yeah. the things that are kind of like you know, bird dogs are are challenging, right? So just the you know the, the core strength, his midline getting stronger with mm-hmm. his, again his compound lifts. Yep. I mean, the row part of that is kind of like a secondary. I feel like, I don't know, the bird dog row is not about the row. Yeah. It's about balance. Yeah. But if you can't do it, like, you know, 25 pounds is hard and then 50 pounds yeah, is no, actually No, 25 pretty, pounds is good. Yeah, 50 25 pounds, pounds is, is, 50 also is like, pretty elite. No, like <laughs> 50 yeah. pounds for a, a bird dog row is ridiculous. Right. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I keep an Excel spreadsheet of my, like, day-to-day, and it's like a – it is literally the longest spreadsheet. I have multiple tabs from multiple years of tracking. And I go through seasons of this, but like, and I don't necessarily write down my workouts that are already in an app, but like, I will write how I'm feeling that day. Um, different things. I, I take notes on different things, kind of depending on where I'm at. Um, you know, food, sometimes I'll just say like, I'm eating a lot more and then I'll note, I'll note how like sore I am for a few weeks or something with my workouts. And it is cool to go back to like, I'll, I'll literally scroll back and be like, Oh, I did this, this, these movements back in March. And I like, I totally sucked and I hated them in my notes. I will all write things like the more like emotional, like kind of emotional stuff, but like biofeedback too, where I'm like, felt sore, felt like shit was hard. And then I'm like, Oh, six months later, this is my dip. My feedback is different. Mm-hmm. My stuff showing up differently or whatever. I think yeah. it's cool to, keep it like a diary of sorts and to keep tabs on that stuff and how you're sleeping all that like all that stuff there's so many different things that we can note and again yeah it's cool it's it is it's weird in the day-to-day but if you go back six months it's cool to have those notes of things where you're like oh i'm getting way better at this yeah this was way different a year ago or whatever i think it's important to note you know because when you change priorities or certain things change like maybe you aren't so good at something you used to be really good at, but you're, you've adapted, you've got a new skill. Yeah. Right. Like, can I look back at some of my squats and deadlifts and be like, Oh, that was cool. I could do so much more than I can right now, but it's like, Oh, but look at all these other things I can do. And I'm just a whole better rounded human being and athlete now than I was just as a strict, like powerlifting athlete, you know? Yes. And I think that's important too. Just really. And it may, and if it's something you want to go back to, you can go back to it. You know, like you just keep accurate, you know, documentation of how you felt and how things were for you. Um, 
and I think being honest with yourself is important. I don't see this so much when people track their workouts. I think they are pretty honest when they actually do sit there. They're not like lying like they would on a golf score. Like, oh yeah, I got a par there. They're not like lying and saying another episode. They're not lying and saying, oh yeah, I I back squatted four hundred five and I really back squatted two twenty five or something like that. That that doesn't help you, And, and you understand that. Like, but maybe we should carry that over to how you score your golf round. But yes, another topic. But um, I think really being honest with some of the other things like how, sleep, food, all that kind of stuff, progress in that. And that, that could also be a form of progressive overload. Like if you're just getting it, it, better saying, and better. Because yeah. progressive overload in its nature is just you're getting better at something. And you're tracking it. Right. Totally. I mean, again, I with the nutrition side of things, I work with people on that a lot because we can get really obsessed with the weight on the bar or the scale. And those can be good metrics, but there's like – dozens and dozens and probably hundreds of other things that get better for people seriously so yeah like i encourage people to pick a couple other things in their life that they want to get better at because sometimes it's like i think we talked about this where unless you ask the client maybe they don't even notice right so a good example i think is when someone has pain Mm -hmm. and they kind of don't even notice that it's gone away until you check in with them and they're like oh wait i it has been three weeks since my lower back hurt. And you're like, boing, see? Right. <laughs> like, but you didn't even think about it. You know, they didn't necessarily think about it because it was like the absence of pain. Right. But they're like, oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, I haven't had a bad night of sleep in three weeks. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Like, the, and, then, and then they start to kind of con- connect the dots. And, I, and those are the things, I think, after working with so many people that keep people in it longer. Because, like, the weight isn't always going to go up on the bar. We know this. You, you mm-hmm. kind of do get to after a while and you've trained for a few years. Unfortunately, like the newbie gains do slow down a lot. So you do have to focus on other, you know, your goals get like a little bit more specific. Right. Um, and it can be challenging at times to like stay motivated sometimes. Like we all go through those slumps too, where you're like, fuck, I've been doing this for so long. What am I even working on? Like, why am I here? And you just show up because you're supposed to. And that's what discipline is all about. But then there's like, all right, like let me dig deep and like kind of find some things that are, you know, oh, my stress levels have been a little bit high. So like, what do I need to do to like help with that or Mm -hmm. whatever? Like, but there's always kind of things that I think we, we can shift our focus on that keep us kind of in that good uh, momentum rolling of, of staying, you know, on our plan and staying with mm-hmm. our workout routine and staying on top of nutrition and like the why behind 100%. why it is that we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, when you train for golf, you have so many different areas that you can constantly get better. Like yeah, when I was training, when I was training just to be the strong as I possibly could to possibly do like, you know, powerlifting competitions and things like that. When the strength, when it, the weight on the bar stops going up and you literally cannot do anymore and it's been week after week because, and a lot of people don't ever get to this point because it's really hard to get to that point where you're lifting so much and you're trying so hard, but you cannot like get more weight on the bar for how many reps you're trying to do. It's very discouraging. And then the only thing you can do is rest and like try to do it again. And then you're like banging your head up against the wall. Yeah. And you're like, I guess I'll see you again in six months. Yeah. Now I need to deload and like eat more food and gain weight. Yeah. Or- you know, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's a, tough. Yeah, it's a long process. So whereas like when you're training for golf, you know, maybe um, you're – and I'm not saying this is necessarily the best idea, but it's like, you know, you can find different areas to be really interested in, you know, like make it that challenging for you. Like, okay, you know, 
I'm a little burned out on, on seeing how strong I can get. Let me see how mobile I can get now. Yes. Let me like really work on this. Let me see how much more I can improve my hip mobility. Oh, and then watch your strength's going to go up too. Or it's like, how much more powerful can I get? How much faster can I go? If I'm doing a sprint in my workout, how hard can I sprint? How high can I jump? How hard can I slam this ball into the ground? Yeah. You know, you can find all these things to like really dive into and like seek your teeth into. I would prefer that you do all of them. But, you know, if, if that's not how your mind works, and, and sometimes for me, it's not like right now I'm, you know, really focusing on getting strong again. Like that's going to be my goal right now is moving some weight um, for a good amount of reps. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of things you can really set your mind to. There are a lot of things. And, again, coming from people that have been training for a while and hope to train for ever longer. Yeah, we want to be training for a long time. Like we get it. We've been in a lot of these different scenarios of feeling frustrated or feeling burnout or feeling – there's always like a way, there's always a way out. You got to, the way out is through mm-hmm. not to get all like woo again, but it's like, you got to keep going and like kind of shift your focus and stay at it. But yeah, progressive overload is, means a lot of different things for sure. And so hopefully this cleared, hopefully this cleared some things up for people. I, hope, right. I think it was a pretty helpful discussion. Yeah. I mean, just to sum it all up, progressive overload is just trying to do better than you did last time. That's it. It's like that whole like 1% better every day or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, cool. And That's we, we, we kind of took it away from exercise, but you know, exercise is just like whatever you did last week, add a rep or a little bit of weight and do it again. And then same thing. Like how well did you sleep last week? Sleep a little better. How well did you track your, your food? Oh, I missed a few days. Okay. Do better. Do better. That's, That's it. it. Okay. Are you obsessed with anything this week? Yeah. I'm going to New York this week. Ooh. Tell us about it. Well, it's my birthday coming up too, and I'm going to go see my best friend. Like a lot of, this is a lot of things. I love going to New York in the fall. I love October. I'm obsessed with Jackie, actually, like literally. <laughs> so I can't wait to see her. Um, I won't see her though till like she's literally back from her trip. So um, that'll be what it is. But I am excited to see their um, their place. Like they bought it a year ago and like all the things. And I've been wanting to go up there. And we went to New York in June and didn't we just didn't get a chance to connect with Jackie because she she's a bad bitch um, high up um, exec at Google, like literally. <laughs> um, so she has a career that's insane. But I'm excited about going. I'm going to go eat some food there. And play with her dog. So I feel like this will be a fun a fun trip overall. Mm-hmm. Just, um, they, they live near Central Park, so like that'll be really nice too to go out and be at the park and just kind of like have some time just to explore. To yourself too. Time to myself. No me and no squat. Yeah, I'll be sad about the squat. I know you ain't going to miss me. No. <laughs> at least I have puppy vibes though that she I am I don't know if I mentioned that I'm, wa- I'm watching their dog Wrangler mm-hmm. um, so that'll be fun because it's always hard when you go it's already hard leaving him but like at least when there's dog energy that'll help me a lot because or else I'm walking around like just staring at everyone else's dog but you're not staring at everyone else's husbands that doesn't matter to you no <laughs> <laughs> like oh that woman here oh, with her husband. husband no I don't think that'll I be I miss my husband <laughs> no nope <laughs> Not I don't know. Ask anybody that question. Well, we're going to have a great time. Yeah, you too. Worried. What are you obsessed with this week? I'm definitely obsessed with uh, my four-ball tournament. You're obsessed with your four-ball tournament. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this is my first time joining a club. Like, this is my first time um, playing in a four-ball tournament. So, um, there's multiple rounds. We made it through. We, My partner and I won round one, two, and one. Took us 19 holes yesterday to, yep. to win. I, I was nervous as hell on the 19th hole because um, – 
my partner hit his a little left, so it was kind of on me um, to bring it home for us. I piped one right down the middle, had like 95 yards into the green, stuck it to like four feet from the pin, missed my birdie putt, but it didn't matter um, because we still won the match. So um, my thing is that if you're a golfer and, and, and you don't play like anything competitive, I strongly recommend you sign up for something. There's plenty of things online that you can join. There's local leagues. When I lived in Austin, I, I joined a league. So I did play. I didn't. We never got to play four ball, but I played some stuff there. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you played for a minute. I've, I've, played, I've played multiple tournaments, but um, this is like the first time at a club where like I'm playing it, playing them consistently. Yeah. And I think it just really does a whole lot for, for you to get up there and kind of feel a little bit of pressure. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, like Max Hummel was talking about the Ryder Cup. You know, obviously he was standing over that putt. He's like, did you see my leg shaking? You know, it's – it's obviously nowhere. A it's just a little bit different than that, but I mean, it definitely does. You feel some some pressure because like you're playing for something, you know. Where it's like if you're just out there playing, you know, and stroke play, and it's just you know for a few bucks or something like that. It's totally different than when they're gonna post your score up on the leaderboard and um, you know the winner gets to advance to the next round and stuff like that. And everyone's and people text you and ask you, you know, like oh how'd the match go and. It's fun, and you just ride yeah. this, and it, like match play is super fun. Like, I mean, I think that is the by far the most fun format out there to play because there's a little bit of gamesmanship that goes yeah. on too. Um, it's just it was it's a ton of fun. Like, yeah, my partner and I were, were three up at the turn, then the people we were playing with um, won the next four holes to put us one down. We're like, what the hell just happened? Like, we were kicking their ass. You know, we thought we had this in the bag. So I mean, it's just it's so much fun, and if you're a golfer, like sign up for something and do, and do it competitively and it, competition it, is fun it, it might like even and you know and it does like it, it encourages you to train even harder yeah like you know like to have a goal like we talk about you know a lot of people i'm not saying you should do this but if you want to get in shape some people sign up for marathons and stuff like that that's we don't recommend that but for a golfer sign up for a tournament and yeah. you're gonna get your ass in the gym you're gonna get your ass on the putting green and it's a lot of fun keeps you honest yeah, so I'm here for it. I'm obsessed with I it. You know, it's a competitive. It. it gets 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 you fired up. It's fun. I won't be here for the weekend. I'm sure I'll hear all about it though. I'll be on the edge of my seat. You love it when I text you one up through six. I do. <laughs> I do. Except, I, yeah, I was thrown this weekend because you were way ahead, and I was like, oh, he's gonna be done in like ten minutes, and then it was like, uh oh, things changed. They did, man. Pretty it was quickly. wild. But I mean, so like that. Yeah, I mean, the 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 people got pops. So, I mean, um, you guys know what that means. Like, they get some strokes on my partner and I. So, like, they got a few strokes on the start of the back nine, which really kind of set us. You know, when they make uh, a net eagle birdie birdie, and you've yeah. got to make birdies and eagles to yeah. on par fours to keep up with these guys. It's like, whoa, what the hell happened all of a sudden? And then we come back and won. So it was good. No, it'll be cool to see how you do this coming weekend since I'm, I'm assuming people are getting better as you progress through the bracket, I guess. Uh, um, I think there's one more group in here that's got pretty high handicaps, but and then the rest of us are, you know, I think I might even have the highest handicap if we make it past this round, which is a four. Yeah. So we'll be playing pretty pretty straight up. It'll be fun. Well, best of luck. We'll talk about it on our next pod, I'm sure, oh, how yeah. everything went. Unless I lose, then I won't talk about it. Yeah, you'll know if we don't <laughs> yeah, say if you, anything. If you guys are avid listeners, if I don't ever talk about this again, you know, it <laughs> did not we go well. just <laughs> swept that under the rug. What are you talking about? The f- four ball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just go to Oktoberfest down the street instead on Sunday. Do or the whatever. weenie do the weenie race. Yeah, I'm bummed. I'm really bummed about missing that. Maybe New York will have an Oktoberfest situation. I'm sure I'm sure one of the boroughs does. Yeah, what does what does New York not have? Yeah. Um so. well anyway, cool. So that's that. 
hit us up at CodyWestcottGolf.com slash links for, for all of our YouTube channels, our free workouts that we've got for y'all. Um, what else is on our YouTube channel? We've been pumping out lots of new content there, as I'm sure those of you that watch us here know that. But we are also doing like a golf in three minutes series. So we do like three to four minute videos every week that we've been putting out for people that want something quick and and fast but but helpful so mm-hmm. we've been working really hard to keep things succinct there and like putting out some good stuff and subscribe really and helps su- us out and subscribe it really does help us out um we appreciate that and gets our programming and stuff out there so that we can help more people so other than that have a great rest great rest of your day and um we'll talk soon thanks guys